In youth ministry, it's so important to have great communication with parents. Today, we're talking about effective ways to keep your parents informed and engaged. Hey guys, welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, which is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Kristen Lascola. I like that. Secret weapon. Secret weapon. You don't have to tell anybody. Well, actually, you probably should tell people that you listen to us so that more people listen to us. You know what, though? Here's what I will say. You don't have to give us credit when you use our ideas. True. You know, because everyone's taken everyone's ideas. Who knows what an original thought is at this point? So (laughs) I haven't had an original thought in a long, long time. (laughs) But tonight we are talking all about parents and communication with said parents. Yes, very important. And over the years, not to give myself a little pat on the back, but I have had communication back from parents telling me how much they appreciate my communication and as well as my leaders and we can, we kind of dabbled in like leader stuff last week, but, um, my leaders have said that they volunteered at other places at other times Mm. and they really appreciate being kept in the loop and all that. So here's why communication is so important is because it communicates, ah, pun not intended value and respect. And when we keep people out of the loop or we make them dig or search, it's, I feel like it's sort of a devaluing process. Like Mm -hmm. we're here to serve and we're here to make information easy and accessible and all of our events and things easy to know about. And I mean, we want people to come, so we need to make it easy for them. But here's the hard part. It's a discipline because communication is time consuming. I did my weekly communication today. I do it every Monday and I was going as fast as I could and it still took me a half an hour. So it is time consuming. And that wasn't even the content. I was just writing it out. So yeah, today we're going to go through some different methods of communication to make sure you are up to par on your weekly or monthly or whatever communication you have going on today, specifically parents, because if you work, especially with middle school, you need parent buy-in major mm. high school. There's some autonomy there because they, a lot of them drive themselves or right. go with a friend, but junior high, you've got to have the parent buy-in and keep in mind. I always try to discipline myself to think as a parent. Well, I am a parent, but my kid isn't in, involved as as much stuff like as a junior hire yeah. would be, but like they have communication coming from the school and from the soccer team and from their art class and from like it's coming from everywhere. So make your communication valuable. So number one, you need to have their information. <laughs> how can you, com- how can you communicate if you don't have their information? Right. So, so what's the best way to get that? So we've talked about this prior, but if you don't have a people tracking software, That might be a great conversation to bring up with your senior pastor because it is such a valuable asset. Yes, there is a cost involved. I don't know what that cost is. I don't pay the bill, but I know software is expensive, but there's different softwares out there that help you keep track of who's coming and who's in a family and whose small group they're in and how long has it been since they've come. There's stuff like that. Now, if you're not 
at a church that has the budget or they're not willing to spend it on that, then you can find their information other ways. So you want to make sure every student you have coming through your door, you at least are keeping a record on. Now I used to do it manually and it is a lot of work, but chances are if you're at a church small enough to not want to do database that it means it's feasible for you to do it manually. Mm -hmm. So I did that for years. And so basically- Like just an Excel spreadsheet or something. Exactly. So you need an info card. And we've talked about these before on every student. So that info card will say first name, last name, date of birth, gender, address, phone number, email address. And then it's going to ask for the parent information as well. Parent name, parent phone number, parent email. And that's about all you need. And if a student can fill that out, which sounds like an easy task, but they really can't (laughs) unless they're an eighth grade girl, then you want to make sure you can get some FaceTime with the parent. say, Hey, we'd love you to register your student just for the first night. And then you don't have to do it every single night after that, but get them that info card. And then what you do with that information is you input that into some kind of database. I used to just use an Excel spreadsheet and I could keep track. And then I made it a parent email distribution list. And I just manually put in all the emails and I titled it like junior high parents. If you want to do it by grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade parents, so that you can do more specified communication for different events, that's up to you. But either way, you have to start with, if you're not the kind of youth pastor that's keeping track of who's coming through your door, you're at a severe disadvantage. And then what you do with that information, if you can't have the fancy schmancy database system, then hustle and get that done manually and put the time in. It is so worth it. That is like the starting point of communication. You have to have the information and know where to put it. So small group leaders can help this with you big time because when you give your small group leaders their folder for your program night, so in their folder, they'll have like their talk sheet, like a prayer journal kind of thing. They can keep track of students' prayer requests. I also put info cards in there. So right then and there, if they have a new student, that new student is not going to come and leave without us getting their information so that we can put them in our database and start keeping an attendance record. If you're not keeping an attendance record, make an Excel spreadsheet. I used to make one for every Sunday. I'd say first service, second service. I'd have their name, date, and I'd just write a little X that they were there. And then I'd add new students. So make sure you're keeping track of attendance and people who's coming, who's going, because without that analytic, you're just very like, are we growing? Are we not? Where has this kid been? Who knows? I haven't seen them in a million years. So then Uh, here's when, here's now let's move into like the actual communication piece. So what I like to do is I have a set day for my big communication and my big communication is an email. So I send out my leader and my parent email every Monday. So in my parent email, I give them the talk sheet. So I'll say like, Hey, we started a new series. It's on this. You can find the talk sheet below if you'd like to follow along. And I have a mom. I hope there's more than just this one, but she like preps her son every week for his small group. That's right. Cause I forgot it one week and she's like, Kristen, I haven't seen the talk sheet and I don't know if he's going to be ready for a small group. We like to go over it before I'm like, Oh, this is like type a heaven right here. Like, thank you lady. (laughs) So good. And so I send them the talk sheet. So they're well aware of our content. And then you want to send them any other important dates. So go with what's happening the soonest. And then you might want to go a couple months out. So 
You want to give them dates and times and locations Mm. of the most important things that are coming up or any changes that might catch them by surprise. Parents don't like surprises. We're having a little scheduling change for our Easter service. I make sure they know, like, even though it's technically the main service, like they should be communicating it Mm. and they are. But what if I have students whose parents don't go to church on Sunday? So I make sure any, no surprises, go bullet point, let them know and organize your communication. When you send it, don't send big, long paragraphs of information (laughs) to parents. So say, Hey, here's some things you might want to know about. Number one, we have an event coming up, blah, blah, blah on April 3rd from six to 9 PM. Number two, Easter this year, here's the service times. You can register online at this website. Now, the other thing you want to include in your parent emails is you want to make any sign up anything so easy for them. So include links, Mm -hmm. attach permission slips, attach flyers. I even send the summer camp video recap from our YouTube channel. I send that in the email like, Hey, do you want to know what summer camp looks like? Click on this link. They're not going to go searching your youth group on YouTube unless they're like some like super techie parent that's into that, which is very rare. So make sure you add in those little extra bells and whistles of I'm going to hand you everything you need on a silver platter, not once, but I'm going to do it all over again the next week and the next week and the next week so that you are equipped to succeed. And that is the point of communication. We want them all to be equipped to succeed. Build in that consistency too, so that they know to expect an email on that day as well. Yes. And make sure you write little notes to yourself throughout the week of everything you want to include in there, because here is some email etiquette you get one shot. Yeah. <laughs> do not send. Oops. Don't do that. Don't. We were um, proofread affiliated with an organization. I won't even hint at what it was. And every email came with a follow-up email, correcting the mistakes on the original <laughs> email. Oh, that date or that time or that. And I was like, I'm going to like lose my mind yeah. here. And it was like a parenting thing. So it was like, you proof that you outline it. And here's a little pro hack for you. I copy and paste that into a word document and I save it on my desktop parent email. When I'm ready to send my next parent email the next week, I start with that template and I see what is still relevant mm. and what can be thrown out. Cause it's already passed and what needs to just be restructured. So maybe I don't have to explain the event in that much detail every single week, but I'll say, Hey, Remember this event's coming up. You can refer to last week's email for the full explanation or click on this link to our website, whatever it might be. But you can, if you feel like it's daunting to like write an essay every week to these parents, have your template and then write yourself. Like I'll write on my to-do list real quick, like tell parents about Easter or tell parents about like, you know, so that I remember to include it all in that one communication. Don't send correction emails and then don't decide on Thursday Oh, they should probably know about this too. Sorry, you're going to probably have to wait till next Monday. You, if you want to be heard, you get one email a week. You know, don't flood their inbox. Okay. So then we move on to social media. This is my second biggest way of communication. Now we're at the point where it used to be, used to be like parents are on Facebook, students are on Instagram. They're all on Instagram now. So I don't even mess with Facebook anymore. That's more of a professional tool, I would say. But 
If you want to have a youth group, Facebook, be my guest. I just choose not to. I like to keep everything on Instagram. So I include those handles in a lot of parent communication. If they're on Instagram, they want to check us out. And so I make sure I post what we're doing in detail. Um, I know stories are a little more popular now, but I like it to be on the wall because of a parent thing. So, so yeah, use social media for, I mean, we could do a whole social media episode. And I think we have, but <laughs> it's for more than just here's an event we have coming up. Obviously yeah. don't f- make your whole like profile, just all these like events, 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 and announcements. It's not meant to be that, but it is a great place to put what you're doing and maybe not only the day of. So like you use it as a promotion tool for stuff coming totally. up. You guys are pros at that. So I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time, but just know parents are on Instagram now. I'm sure you already knew that. The other thing you want to maybe consider having is a ministry specific website. So we have a website where we upload content such as like our videos and our pictures so that parents have a one-stop place to go to see pictures of events. If they weren't there, which they usually aren't. So they can see what was going on. And then we have a quarterly calendar. So I do one calendar per season. So spring, summer, winter, fall, it's three months at a time. It's up there with a description of what all the events are. And that can also be a resource for knowing who our staff is. So all of my staff pictures and bios are up there. So Mm. they know who's working with their children. And then we also put stuff like resources, like maybe there's links to permission slips or a link to an online signup or something like that. So Squarespace is what we use. And it's very, I don't write HTML. I don't know, (laughs) you know, but I can update Squarespace on my own. And if I can update Squarespace on my own, it's very user friendly. So um, that's an option and it's not very expensive. So if you want to get that going and then another method of communication I've used in the past is a texting service and parents, depending on which one you use, you can look at all of them, but basically they can opt in. So if they prefer to receive text messages on their phone, like um, sometimes it's a good quick thing like, hey, don't forget we're meeting at the beach tonight. See you all there. You know, it's just I wouldn't use it for the bulk of your communication yeah. because it's like that's a lot to send in a text. But it's for those little quick reminders. Maybe you're at camp and you guys are on your way home like, hey, we're about an hour away. See you guys at the church at 7 p.m. Or, hey, don't forget your permission slips tonight. Something like that. It's like those quick little reminders. So when you say opt in, are they given an initial Welcome to the Chaos Junior High text messaging service. Yeah. Reply yes if you want to be a part of it. Is that how it works? Or or it depends on the service. Or they can, like, if they tell you they want to be in it, then you can send them the code or something like that. And they download an app. But there's so many different ones now. There used to be, they used to be, like, impossible to use. But now it's like, there's a billion. So whichever one works best for your ministry, usually, you know, If you're listening and you know of one that's designed specifically for youth groups, let me know because a lot of times they're meant for teachers Mm. at a school, which is not a big deal. Like it still works and all of that, but it'd be cool to know if there is one just for youth ministry, which I'm sure there is. I don't know why I don't know that. Another thing, this sounds a little old school, but I also like to keep hard copies of our flyers on our information table in our classroom and also in the main lobby. So if your church has an information 
table, maybe for parents that are walking the lobby or new people that are coming, you want to make sure you have some information on that table to lead them to wherever they need to go. What this would also mean is your front desk person. So if you guys have a church secretary or an admin or something like that, make sure you get information on their desk so that when people call, they know exactly what to tell mm-hmm. them. Oh yeah. The, uh, the overnight event it's, um, on April 16th. So blah, blah, like, you know, they can always forward it to you, but it's good if everyone they come in contact with knows sort of a little bit of what to say. Totally. So have those hard copies laying around. People do pick them up and then make sure when you're doing your midweek program too, you have them out as well. If you're not in your same classroom. And then here's one that I love to communicate to parents. If you can talk to your senior pastor and see if you can get a slot in the main service, because a lot of times we make live announcements in like our rooms, like on a Sunday morning before you guys start your game, I'm sure you tell them like, Hey guys, don't forget of what's coming up. But that getting relayed back to parents is really hard. An hour, an hour and a half later. Exactly. After they're done with youth group, they're going to their parents and it's like, "Uh, there was something they said an hour and a half ago and I don't remember what it was. And chances are you can't do that for every event. So this is for like the big (laughs) ones, like when you're doing camp or that really big service project or that missions trip or whatever it might be, try to get a slot in the main service for you to go up live to talk a little bit about it. Maybe you make a really great quick video that the senior pastor will show the shorter, the better pro tip for senior <laughs> pastors. They like them short. So something like that to get your voice in the main service. There's another option to do that without you actually having to go in there that you might want to incorporate in your church. If you don't already do it, we have something called the hot sheet and it's this piece of paper that's in the bulletins as the adults go into service. And the hot sheet has anything relevant coming up for any of our ministries. And it's all of them. And it's just a little, it's almost looks like those old ads in like the newspaper. Yeah. And so it'll say like middle school ministry, like ours is called chaos chaos. It tells the quick blurb of when we meet on Tuesday nights. And then it says summer camp dates, July 8th through the 15th, starving to serve event coming up at the bubble. Like it'll just say like real quick, the bullet points so that they have one flyer. And then it has the high school information and children's and maybe the recovery ministry, whatever it might be. It's all in one sheet front and back, but you get to have a little ad space in there to get another flyer in the parent's hands. And then one last thing, this is kind of, um, something new we've been doing. Our campus pastor really encouraged us to do this. And I found that this is a really cool way to get parents in the loop of communication is choose five parents a week that you're going to reach out personally to and connect with. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes me getting out of the junior high room on Sunday mornings is really hard. I have every intention. I want to go mingle and talk to parents and like see who's out there and make connections. But by the time I'm done playing ultimate four square <laughs> with the new kid, cause I want them to feel welcome. I go out and everyone's gone. Right. And you know, so I've been making this habit because of our campus pastor encouraging us to do this, to pick five parents a week. And then during the week, I'll text them or I'll email them and just say, Hey, how's it going? How's your son or daughter doing? You know, is there any specific way we can support you? Are they going to be coming to our next event? Blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, and you just kind of reach out to that one-on-one rather than just 
always sending out mass communication. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of nice once in a while to, to do that. Totally. I used to do a thing too, where I recognized one parent a week Yeah, and I would like go, and this is why a database systems. Awesome. I would just look up their address and then leave cards and like a little potted plant or flowers on their doorstep and just say like, Hey, I know being a parent is hard. We see you. And we love you and we support you. And that's where you hope that database is accurate. Otherwise, someone's going to get a random <laughs> note in a potted plant. Hey, I know parenting is hard. It doesn't hard. matter. They will wow, love thank it. thank you, they potted will. plant fairy, for noticing that. Who cares? A gift is a gift. True. That's what I say. <laughs> um, but that's just like more so, not necessarily like communication, but that's just like a... Personal touch. Yeah, to let parents know like, hey, we're on your team. And that's really like, don't, as a youth pastor, just don't be resistant to relationships with parents. I think some youth pastors hide behind, like I'm really good with kids. And it's like, yeah, but all of those kids have parents who are with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And we do family ministry. So it's like reaching out to the parents and letting them know, Hey, use us as a resource. We're on your team. It takes a village. Like we've got your back. And that just opens up so much of, um, parents willingness to be supportive and to actually use you as a resource. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's ministry, right? And outside of your own volunteers, the parents are equal to, if not greater than, like the support you need in your ministry. For sure. Because if they're not supporting your ministry, they're probably not bringing their kids to your ministry. Right. And so it's just like one of those key components of any successful youth ministry is having a good relationship from the youth pastor to the parents. Yeah, and like I said in the beginning, full circle, it's more in middle school ministry probably than any other one. Like that's when relationships happen and when like youth group is happening for the first time. It's not just Sunday school anymore. Now you're asking them, hey, can I take your kid whitewater rafting in the mountains for a week? Like they have to trust you and know you. And let me tell you, Looking like you're organized and you can get communication across goes a long way with parental trust too. It's not just like, all right, try to be a type A personality like me. It's like all of this stuff breeds trust. And that's what I love about ministry. Like I see just a purpose behind everything we do. It's not just like, hey guys, write your emails and make them good. It's like, no, because that's trust and Mm. that's investment and that's value and that's respect. And that's like what creates just this thriving environment for just longevity for you and for their family Mm. at your church. You make your church look good. You make your group look good and um, you make your ministry look good. I noticed in all the methods of communication you listed, phone calls were not one of them. I personally hate phone calls. I think parents that, do too. Okay, I didn't know if that was purposefully I mean, left out. If that's out your or... jam, then by all means, some people are really good on the phone. Yeah, I wouldn't say I never do, but I know as a parent, sometimes I pick up the phone because I think it's someone else. Like, oh shoot, like <laughs> this is the doctor calling back, and right. then all of a sudden it's not who I expected. I'm like, I don't have time to right. like chit chat right now. I think now. that's my beef with phone calls is that there's very rarely a time where I'm just not doing anything and, oh, somebody's calling. I feel like, and this is horrible to say, but I always feel like it's an interruption. You know, whereas a text is kind of like, like, hey, when you have a second, get back to me. And it's like, I appreciate that. Same with email, but phone call, it's like someone showing up at your door. It's like, well, that's not a good time, you know? Right. But again, I wouldn't say phone calls are bad. I, that's a matter of preference to me. So... 
Uh, whatever you want to do. Maybe some people are like, oh, I just wish someone would give me a call. <laughs> I know. There are those people, I'm totally. sure. And you might get stuck in a conversation for the next two hours, so be prepared <laughs> for that too. Yes. So great communication tips. And now we're going to go into... The question, question of, of the, the day. day. So I actually wanted to do this last week, but we ended up doing a different one. I don't even remember what it was. But What's the, your irrational fear? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, wait, no. Or was it guilty pleasure songs? No, that was like a couple weeks ago. Okay. This one is, because I think about this a lot because I often have certain songs stuck in my head. So it's, what is the song that consistently gets stuck in your head? Okay. So mine, I love this song. So I don't really mind it's kind of my life song you know how people have like a life verse this is like my life song it's an 80s song i think his name is matthew wilder huh? but <laughs> i don't know that for sure so don't quote me on it but it's a uh, ain't no one gonna break my stride ain't no one gonna drive so you don't necessarily know the lyrics you just know the song let's not i have the strangest dream <laughs> I sailed away to China. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to keep singing it because I love it so much. Sometimes like when I leave like a meeting that really gets me down or a conversation, I like walk away and I sing that to myself in my head. Ain't no one going to break my stride. It's kind of like a little motivational song for you. Yeah. Makes sense. But it gets, it rolls around in there a lot. <laughs> Like just randomly throughout the day, you get that stuck in your head. Yeah, because I always, I always <laughs> sing the part. Last night I had the strangest dream. <laughs> I sailed away to China, and I just keep singing that part over and over again. I sailed away to China, and it's like on repeat, repeat, repeat. I very rarely get to the chorus unless I need it. What's uh, yours? I had to look up the artist because I've heard this song forever, and I didn't know actually who who sang it. It's another 80s song. Yes. Um, the band is New Shoes, and it's I Can Wait. Sing it. I was afraid I was going to have to You have that. to. I. It's know, more I... of the beat in the beginning. It's like... I know what it is. Baby, I can't wait. That part. Okay. So I don't know why, but that beat in the beginning gets stuck in my head a lot. Now I feel like I can jam. You can't. But that's the song. I don't know why. It's like, it's not on the radio that often, I feel like. Radio? Who listens to the radio? Those of us who have the free Spotify version and don't want to listen to ads. Loser! I think we've identified the loser. All right. If you're still putting an L on your forehead, um, it's 2020. Did you do it the right way or the wrong way? You're notorious for going the wrong way. Okay, well, that would be the right way then. What is that song? Um, somebody wants to oh, yeah. the shape of an L on her forehead. <laughs> we have Here, derailed. And they don't stop coming. Okay. All right. So make sure you guys put your song that gets stuck in your head in the comments below. And, and then it can get stuck in our head. Yeah. Just <laughs> keep on rolling. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And we will see you next time.